I'll never forget, my mom always said to me, there's no such thing as a free pack lunch. Mm -hmm. Meaning that you got to do things in life, you got to work hard for it. And even when things are presented free, they're not really free. True. So my parents instilled very early age that like you got if you want to do something, you got to work for it. And now today's world, it's not working hard, it's working smart. Mm -hmm. But back then you had to work hard, you had no choice. True. So I learned that early graft of now it's not working hard, it's not working smart, it's working smart hard. The Alpha Talks podcast crafts you and your business into an alpha, not for the faint-hearted. I am Sefer Hakim, serial entrepreneur and your success mentor, founder of the Alpha Movement, and people call me the Alpha. And that's for a reason, of course. With 20 plus years of experience and eight figures portfolio of businesses, myself and the show guests will be striking thunder of top-notch listening in business and mindset. No bull, just first-class value, not like others. So join us now to become your own version of an alpha. Welcome back, Alphas, to a new inspiring episode of the Alpha Talks podcast. Today in the studio, I've got a very special alpha for you today. Today, we have the privilege of hosting an exceptional entrepreneur and a visionary, a man whose journey from humble beginnings to international success is nothing short of inspiring. He's not just a self-made millionaire. He's a global public speaker, CEO of multiple companies, investor, and a thought leader in the realm of entrepreneurship, wealth, real estate, artificial intelligence, and much, much more. Born in the UK to the first-generation Chinese parents, his early life was marked by hard work, sacrifice, and unwavering determination to break from the conventional path. From washing dishes in his mom's kitchen at the age of seven to becoming a worldly-owned speaker who has shared the stage with icons like Sir Richard Branson and Bill Clinton, his journey is a testament to the transformative power of resilience and vision. He's not just an entrepreneur, he's a forward thinker who believes in the potential of AI not only to enhance his reach, but also to leave a lasting legacy. His commitment to disrupting himself, embracing technology, and mentoring others has not only carved a path, a unique path for his success, but also positioned him as a beacon of inspiration. Please join me in welcoming the one and only John Lee. Welcome to the Alpha Talks podcast. Safe, so can you just like do my introductions every time like, oh, I'm on stage? It <laughs> <laughs> will be my pleasure. John, thank you very much for coming today. Before going or recording, I was saying I've been, I passed through your courses. You're a mentor to me. So it's really an honor to have you here today. Thank you so much for having the show. John, before we start, let's say somebody will see the thumbnail once we publish the episode and he will see the graphics, the title, and will think it's interesting. Mm. What we should promise them today that they will gain if they gave us their time, whatever comes to your head. Well, I think the biggest thing is knowing how to adapt to the market. I mean, just before we came on here, we were talking about things that used to work five or 10 years ago. But now you have to adapt to the market. You have to change in the market. You have to do things that are working. New tech, new strategies, new software, new artificial intelligence, changing the game for everything. True. You know, when we talked before going uh, to record and I told you I'm launching something, and he said, no, no, use the same thing, but use it in a different way, which is adapting to the new thing that's happening. Before we start and dig in, let us say, First of all, how are you today? You came today or yesterday to Dubai? Yesterday. Yeah, how do you feel? So, you know, every time I come to Dubai, I always feel this different energy. Yeah. I don't know if you notice it. It's like uh, yeah. the UK is a little bit, uh, uh, a little bit cold, yeah. like zero degrees. True. I come here, it's like 30 oh, degrees. Oh my God. And it's like, it's, like, it's not too hot. <laughs> yeah. So when I come here, it's like you walk around, you feel the energy, you see people on the laptops and the coffee shops. I was just saying to my MD, it's like, yeah. wow, when you come here, you just always feel so inspiring. True, true. So I definitely feel the energy every time I come here. Never thought of living in Dubai. It's funny you should say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, I feel it's coming. <laughs> well, you know the tax situation right now, yeah, right? True. So the problem with earning a lot of money is like, yeah. okay, how do you keep it? True. So I see a lot of my friends moving out to Asia, moving out to Dubai. And I believe now there is a the small tax here now, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. nine percent, yeah, a little true, bit, true. but it's still a lot better than a lot of places. True. So part of me is like, hmm, maybe I should move to Dubai <laughs> just for like strategic <laughs> reasons. Well, my friends are doing it. True, true, yeah. true. That's why I'm asking, like, oh, why are you not here? I spent I spent a lot of time here actually. So like I, oh, a lot of my a friends lot. are here. A oh, lot of really? my friends are here. A lot of business happens here also or not? Business, meetings. Mm. You just see people working on different things. Like 
like I meet a friend, hey, you're doing real estate, and now you've got a tokenization oh, company. True, true, so true, what, yeah. like, what's happening? True. So they seem to be moving pretty quick. And then what I love about Dubai and or even UAE is that you're very fast moving. Yeah. Like you, you, you don't have limited mindset. True. A lot of places around the world have limited mindset. It's like, oh, you can't do this because of this. But over here, it's kind of like anything goes. Just do it. Just yeah. do it. If I want to ask you to tell me who's John Lee in a nutshell for our audience, what you would Entrepreneur, investor, inspirer. Yeah. <laughs> and mainly the reason people come to me is they want to learn how to make more money. Mm -hmm. So how do you make money? And how do you multiply it? So I always, I'm famous for this catchphrase, business creates cash flow, the cash flow investor creates wealth. True. But they all feed back into each other. True. So that's really why a lot of people come to me. I love how you put it, because usually when I ask, um, can you tell who you are in a nutshell, they start like here, here, and there. <laughs> you put it in very specific. Appreciate can it. Can you tell me a little bit about your early life and how your parents influenced you? I'm, I'm going to say from the mindset, the work ethics, and even your, your beginnings working in the restaurant, in the so, kitchen. So I'll never forget, my mom always said to me, there's no such thing as a free pack lunch. Mm -hmm. Meaning that you got to do things in life, you got to work hard for it. And even when things are presented free, they're not really free. True. So my parents instilled very early age that like you got, if you want to do something, you got to work for it. Mm -hmm. You got to, I mean, coming from an Asian but, you know, yeah. uh, background, yeah. go to school, get a job, work for somebody else, become a doctor, a lawyer, an mm -hmm. accountant. And that, and you probably can True. relate to some of that 100%. stuff, right? True. So for me, it's like, okay, but maybe I'm not smart enough for that. Because I'm actually dyslexic, so I find mm -hmm. it very, very hard at school to yeah. study. So I just kind of got by. I kind of used my, I guess, my entrepreneurial early traits of buying, in, mm -hmm. buying low, selling high. So for me, when I was, at, I guess, getting grown up, my parents had their Chinese takeaway. I worked as a dishwasher in my mom's Chinese takeaway. Mm -hmm. And I saw how hard my parents worked. And now today's world, it's not working hard, it's working smart. Mm -hmm. But back then you had to work hard, you had no choice. Mm -hmm. So I learned that early graft of, now it's not working hard, it's not working smart, it's working smart hard. So it's not about working smart. So you still you still need to kick in. You, you have still, to. Yeah. Like, I mean, look at you, you're in incredible shape, right? You yeah. want to look like that, you got to lift the weights. 100%. Right? 100%. You, well, you go to, how many times do you go to the gym? Uh, I would say I work out almost five times a week. And that's why you look like yeah. that. You see? It's the same with, with business and money. True. You want to make money, you got to put in work every single day. And this is why I always say to people, it's not about like you know people talk about work-life balance so yeah, you gotta have a family you gotta do this yeah, like true. bs it's bs work-life integration and true it needs to become a part of who you are because if it's not part of who you are you won't do it because if it feels like work you're not gonna yeah, do yeah, it true, it feels 100%. like a chore like when you go to the gym you yeah. don't think oh i've got to go to the gym you're like yeah i want to i want I the pump. process there you go yeah. you know i met a lot of people who they're considerable i would say successful mm -hmm. and they would say i just work three days a week and like come that's, on that's, man it's impossible like that's almost sounds too boring because i thought like oh shit i'm working my ass off and like there are three days possible <laughs> no but here's the thing the difference is you enjoy the process absolutely i enjoy the pro i mean like when people say you're going to retire like you're not going to retire mm -hmm. i mean entre true entrepreneurs never a friend of mine sold a company for 150 million yeah. guess what he does the month after starts another company I was like, bro, you just you just exited 150 million cash, true. and you start another company. Look at Elon Musk. Yeah. Right? Look at all the big greats. You see, entrepreneurship is about creating impact. It's about doing something different. You mentioned it before. True. Disruptive. Be disruptive. True. Do something different. Change something. Mean something. True. Let's go a little bit backwards, and then we fast forward. To the sure. Future. You started in. I believe you were doing some animation. Then you jumped into real estate. Then after real estate, you said digital. You tell me, take me through the the process or the journey, I mean. So I started as an animator. Mm. I was making 36,000 pounds a year in London, which people think, oh, that's a lot of money. It's mm. not, you can't even buy a sandwich with that yeah. anymore, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's so expensive, yeah. right? Forget it, yeah. Right? So then I realized, and I remember, and this is why I love the work that you're doing. Like one podcast changed my life. Mm. So I was listening to this guy called Dolph DeRuz yeah. and he was saying, hey, if you want to make money in real estate, all you do is this. You make your year salary. So I was making 36,000. Mm -hmm. And then you sell a property, you make your year's salary, then you take the rest of the year off. I mm -hmm. thought it was a really good idea. True. So one of the first properties I bought was on the market for 185,000. I bought it for 85,000 and resold it for 185,000 in two months. Wow. Made, my, made like three years of, of my salary. But a question here, because a lot of, I would say like starting entrepreneurs, they, they love real estate and mm -hmm. you do a lot of real estate. Mm -hmm. They think, okay, to enter real estate market, yeah. it is a high ticket thing. The first money, or the first money that you put for real estate, did you put your money or? 
My what? first ever own property. Yeah. Yes. But that's because I didn't know what I was doing. Ah. Right? Right now you should. So there's this concept called OPM, mm. other people's money. Mm. Right? You've probably heard of that. Yeah. But what does that really mean? Yeah. So here's the thing. If you understand how finance works, you can get property for free. Mm-hmm. And you know, people listen to me now, think, come on, John, that's ridiculous. That's what I thought. Yeah. And being Chinese, I'm the most skeptical person mm-hmm. like, true, you can think true, about, right? Correct. So I thought, well, how is that even possible? You have to understand the rules. So let's say, for example, um, I got to keep the figure simple. Mm-hmm. Let's say you buy property for a million, mm-hmm. right? But you have to look at what are the bank's lending criteria. Mm-hmm. So bank's lending criteria currently in the UK is about 80%. Mm-hmm. So they give you 80%, you have to come up with 200,000, right? Which is the 200, Same 20%. Same as Dubai, by the way. Right. But if you look at the way financing works, property is worth what someone's willing to pay for it. So let's change the rules a little mm-hmm. bit, right? So if a property is worth a million, you buy it for 800,000 cash. Mm-hmm. What's the property worth now? A million. Exactly. So you refinance it at 80%, you get so, your 800,000 back. Property for free. So you know, know the rules, know the playground. Got to know the rules. Know the rules, know the financing, know the market. You know, I was, of course, I've been following you for a very long time. And once you said a word which is actually hit me hard, mm-hmm. which is a lot of people that play in real estate, they are, I would say, equity rich, but cash poor. poor. Can you tell us about this and how people should get out of this? So people have, I, I don't know what you were taught when you was a child. Like, did, did, did your parents say that you should, like, don't buy things that you can't afford? Uh, of course. Right? Yeah. Right. Or like, pay off all your debt. True. Worst advice you can get. True. Worst. Why? True. Because let's say right now you have a million of equity in your property. That million is sitting in your house. True. You can't access it. It's kind of like your money's in a cage and you can't get it, mm-hmm. right? So there's certain lending criteria. So actually what you want to be doing is taking that million and spreading it over a number of properties. Because what happens, let's say you buy one property, you're cash rich now, mm-hmm. but in your bank, you might not have a million, True. right? But let's say we take that million and we put that into five houses, mm-hmm. 200,000 each, mm-hmm. right? All five houses get paid down after 25, 30 years. Yeah. Properties doubling value. You've got a lot of equity now, True. right? So you're still equity rich cash flow. But the difference is all these properties are paying you money every single month, mm-hmm. right? And there's another feature that you can get. If you have a lot of equity in your property, mm-hmm. you can get drawdown facility. That's, that's kind of like, you know, like people have money in the bank right now. You can actually have money in your property, but you get a check, right? Because you've got cash flow supporting it now. True. You have appreciation. Debt's low. You can borrow against it anytime you need it. Mm-hmm. You mean like, and also you're extremely diversified in real estate, right? Yeah. So it means that you buy and sell, buy and sell, buy and sell, or? Actually, yeah. you should not sell. Yeah. <laughs> you should mm-hmm. not sell. Yeah. I mean, why would you sell a property? For cash. Yeah, but you can refinance yeah. it back out. Mm-hmm. Diversifying. Now, caveat to that, yeah. assuming you have cash flow. True. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why I say business creates cash flow, cash flow invested creates wealth. True. That's why if you have a business right now, really your business should be owning some assets. Mm-hmm. Because when you go to the bank, you say, give me a hundred grand for what? To invest in this. They're not going to give it to you. Right. If you've got assets, they can, they can secure it against the assets. Now you can borrow it. A hundred percent. And one, one more thing. I will talk to you a lot about the investments, what do you invest in. Mm. But one of the main things that stood by me, like I'm a, like almost a 40 years old guy. So I passed up and down many times. Mm-hmm. And always in my lows, the only thing that stood next to me was the real estate. You got it, brother. You yeah. got it. You got so it. I, it's always have a, the love. Even if I want to liquidate an asset or something, it's so close to me that no, no, no. This is the thing that's staying next to me when I was low. I have to keep hold of it. It's the same. Do you have, it's, is it correct or it's, I'm a, just a unique person with this perspective? No, no. When, 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 look. I didn't do that well at school, mm. right? And I'm not that, in, I'm not like in super intelligent. You know, some people are super intelligent. They mm. can figure things out. I thought, what business model can I get into that's really easy? Mm. Buy a house, rent it out, make money every month and let it appreciate in value. True. It's, you don't, you know, it sounds bad, but you don't have to be that intelligent to be getting into property. Yeah. That's why I got into mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It's just easy, right? So that's why if you look at when people's intelligence levels are really high, but you look at how much money they're making, it's always below their intelligence. True. But actually with real estate, it levels. It levels the playing field. Mm-hmm. Anyone can go out and buy a property. Anyone can rent it out. And anyone can appreciate if they the, know the, the rules. cash flow. Correct, the rules. correct, okay. correct. What made you move to digital then? And making money in real estate. And then you became super duper in digital. What happened? So going back into the early days of real estate. So the old days I used to find deals is yeah. knock on estate agents' yeah. doors speak to them face to face. 
And then it would, I mean, did I make a lot of money from that? Yeah, I built a multi-million pound property portfolio mm -hmm. from that, but it's not scalable, mm -hmm. right? So then I look at digital. So now I can stand in front of 10,000 people and say, hey, by the way, I'm going to be in Dubai. Anyone got a podcast? Anyone got investments? Any got any early stage? Anyone got any deals going? And all the deals come to me. So oh, it's a positioning tool. Mm -hmm. People ask me, John, why do you do these seminars and events to speak yeah. around the world? Like, okay, I get paid amount of money to speak, mm -hmm. but actually the, I make more money from the relationships I get from the speeches. Being in the game, which means I will try to rephrase it and correct me if I'm wrong. Like when you go to speak, when you teach, is this, okay, it's something that keeps you updated, of course, mm -hmm. and having a relationship, but it keeps you up to date with the information of the market, the market knowledge and so on. That's why you do it or because you are heavy on it. I, I tell you, what is the best way to learn a language? Because, you know, you could sit and like, I would say, excuse my language, fuck it off. And thank you very much. Mm -hmm. But you'll be outdated. But you travel the world. You go to retreat. You go to this. You go to masterminds. You yeah. do masterminds. Yeah. To keep yourself up to date. It's not that. It's, it's always growth. Yeah. Right? Your business can only go to because you can grow. What used to work five months ago, 10 years ago, it doesn't work today. Yeah. Like you and I had this conversation yeah. about Facebook when you yeah. attended the early courses. Yeah. Now that stuff doesn't work. Yeah. So you have to reframe. So when I show you later, you'll be like, oh my God, bro, this is insane. Oh my God. Uh -huh. Right? So it's a new thing, staying up to date, staying agile, staying relevant. Mm -hmm. and, and you have to pivot as well. You can't stay in one industry too long. Everyone, every real industry has like a 10 year cycle. Yeah. Then it changes. True. So you get this kind of bell curve, right? So when you notice that bell curve coming, mm -hmm. then, you get, then you get into a different industry. I love that. There is a statement that says, I don't know if it's correct or wrong, but I believe in it. To become a millionaire, you invest in real estate. You become, to become a billionaire, you have to invest in equity, company, investment. Is it correct or not? And what's your vision? Well, both it? of them is investing in yourself, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the end, correct. Right, because look, I'll give an example. Mm. So like a lot of the, like, here's how normal people buy businesses, mm. right? So you buy a business, let's say it's a traditional business, bricks and mortar, you get maybe three, five times the value. You buy something that's online, that loses money, is now worth 10 times to 100 times, mm -hmm. right? So then the question is, how do you buy a business if it's so lucrative, yeah. right? So there are different ways to buy it. For example, there is seller financing, mm -hmm. right? Let's say you've been in the business 20 years. You don't want to be in the business anymore. You want to retire. It's too much work for you. You've got mm -hmm. family issues, whatever. I say, okay, I'll buy, you. I'll buy the company. How much do you want? Mm -hmm. You say, I want 10 million. Cool, I'll give you 10 million. If I'll give you 20 million for it, mm -hmm. right? So there's a way to structure it. True. Where, because why, why would I overpay for the property, uh, uh, no, for business, business. True. right? Mm -hmm. Because when I have that 20 million that I purchased for it on paper, mm -hmm. I add it to my company. The company's, let's say this dude's 10, now it's 20, it's suddenly doing 30 now. Mm -hmm. Which companies do you invest in? Tech, AI, Tech, AI. anything that can scale. Mm -hmm. And also it has to be, ARR, annual recurring revenue. Uh, Any okay. business that has annual recurring revenue is worth a lot more. Kind of membership kind of. And you know what I like? Yeah. Old school businesses that are not new school. Mm, elaborate on this. Okay, so let's take, um, let's take a business that just operates in one place. Mm -hmm. Okay, let, let's, say it's a, let's say it's a restaurant, yeah. right? So you operate in one place, but then how do you scale that, mm -hmm. right? Well, first of all, you stick a recurring model on there, so it becomes recurring. True. Second of all, you can take that system and then you can replicate that system all around the world, mm -hmm, right? True. So if they have on, no online presence, for example, in London, there's a, um, there's like a dessert store, it's called Bubble Wrap. Mm -hmm. They have like 50,000 followers, right? So every time you go there, there's like a queue outside, mm -hmm. right? Look at um, Salt Bay. I was just uh, at Salt Bay's uh, restaurant. Uh -huh. Literally, true. it's like 800 pounds for a burger. Yeah. I, honestly, it's it's <laughs> it's, it's, okay. It's, it's okay. I mean, it's, it's good marketing, yeah. right? But yeah. it, but it, but you see what he's done. Yeah. He's added value positioning on top, mm -hmm. right? So that's one of the reasons why you can launch so many of these restaurants mm -hmm. around the world, right? And you have to wait six months to get in, mm -hmm. right? So there's that scarcity as well. But you take a normal business and then you put a brand on top. Now it's worth more. So you believe that personal branding is important these days. Not just personal, but everything branding. Incl uh, Business, personal, product, okay. both all three. Even the product. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's move a little bit to AI. Yeah. I was, I was reading an article about you mm -hmm. and they said like, you currently are doing efforts to clone you. Yeah. Am I correct or not? Correct. Why are you doing that? So I don't have to do talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could have AI John Lee here. <laughs> 
So tell me about this. It's very interesting. So I would like to know more. Okay, think about this for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Let, let me come off topic a little bit. Yeah. So when we leave this planet, okay, what do we leave behind? We can leave money, we leave wealth. That's generational wealth. And so when I was sitting down with my planner, and I was like, okay, who should we leave this watch to? Who should we leave this car to? How much mm. money should we leave this person? I said, that stuff's actually irrelevant. What's more irrelevant is what's in here. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So imagine we can take your brain and we can put generative AI on top so it starts to think like you. I can mm. ask you a question, it would answer like you. I mm. can then create a robot that looks exactly like you. Then I, so think about it right now. Boston Dyna, robotics, yeah. even... I used to work in the film industry, mm-hmm. right? So they can make skin look real, True. right? Mm-hmm. So you get a robot that's, yeah. you know, that, that, that can move, mm-hmm. right? You put skin on top that looks real. What's missing? The brain. Exactly. Guess where the brain is? Yeah. Generative AI. So you could actually live forever. Imagine right now you could, you could do these teachings with your kids, your kids, kids, your kids, kids for generations, mm-hmm. and you could actually live forever. It's a little bit scary, but... That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. It, it will happen. Martin how, always, cl- how, was, how close we are to this? Where I mean, look at how fast open. GPT, I mean, look at it. AI, it only yeah. started True. beginning this this year, and then now it's going to next year. And then you look at, and there's there's one thing coming out that's gonna blow your mind. I was just speaking to a friend about this. Yeah. Emotional AI. I can't talk about it now, but let me off off <laughs> off because she told me not to mention this. Wow. But I'll explain it to you a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Just, but I mention that now because by the time people listen to this. People don't even know what it is. Two to three years from now, they'll understand what I'm talking about now. That's scary. <laughs> That's scary. You know, there's a, th- a difference between like when something is scary, you either you freeze or you jump on the wave. And I think that's what you're doing is well, trying to utilize it, leverage it. Well, people are scared of it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the question I get asked the most about AI is, will it take people's jobs? The answer is no. The people who, now, who know how to use AI will take the jobs. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So, for example, my, my, your my job will be taken by AI. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just replicate ourselves so we take True. our own jobs? True. <laughs> Done. Actually, that, I made it. Well, that's actually a business strategy. Whatever business that you create, you basically create a clone of that business. Mm-hmm. So you're basically competing against yourself. You're ripping yourself off. Right. Uh-huh. So you should create something that cannibalizes it. Because if you don't, somebody else will. True. You're an expert in wealth creation. Can you define it for people? What is wealth creation and couple of simple steps. How can they reach that? Wealth in simple terms is taking earned income, putting it into a vehicle that multiplies yeah. without you having to do the work. Mm-hmm. And what vehicles now do you think it's appropriate? So you mentioned, I mean, yeah. the most important real estate. Yeah. So real estate is good. But anything, so what we're really looking for. So do you know why Warren Buffett is like a billionaire? Mm-hmm. Right? Multi-billionaire, third richest man in the world. Because he understands one crucial point of intrinsic value. Mm. And most people can't see intrinsic value. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So this is why when you ask me what's, how, what's the difference between millionaires and billionaires, actually it's the, the type of knowledge they're putting in their head. Mm-hmm. Because what you can see, like for example, Warren Buffett can see undervalued stock, mm-hmm. right? Oh, Most yeah. people would look at that and go, well, this is a company. Yeah. It's a genius when like with Coca-Cola, he said, look, Coca-Cola sells 80 million Cokes of cans every single day, right? So you look at how much they make, what the profit margins are. They, re- they increase it by 10 cents. Mm-hmm. 80 million times an extra 10 cents. True. Right? True. You see how that works? So, mm-hmm. so the price elasticity understands that as, as well. Like, that's like cigarettes. Doesn't matter how expensive cigarettes get, people are still going to buy it. Mm-hmm. Correct. See what I mean? So he understands intrinsic value. Mm-hmm. So what I look for in wealth creation is where's the intrinsic value? For example, real estate, location. Yeah. That's really intrinsic value. Mm-hmm. So people say, but John, you can't buy a property in the UK, in London, below market value. Well, I just did. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I knew where to look. Now, of course, it takes time. You have to be patient mm-hmm. when you do this. But it's, it's learning to see intrinsic value in things. Mm-hmm. When you get the intrinsic value, it, have you seen the film um, Beautiful Mind? Of course. You know that yeah. scene where yeah. sh- 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 those of things course. come along? Yeah. That's intrinsic value. Mm. So this is in real estate. Let's talk. Everything. About, what about crypto and tokens and these guys? Okay. Because it's a little bit hard. It depends who you hang around. Mm-hmm. I had a friend yeah. who invested in Solana at 10 cents. <laughs> she yeah. cashed like a hundred million and I hope he sold right. it when <laughs> she, she she <laughs> so here's here's the key right you have to understand the fundamentals okay let's if you want to get into crypto let's talk yeah. about this yeah. DeFi mm-hmm. decentralized finance so a friend of mine I'm, gonna, I'm not an expert in this stuff mm-hmm. but I hang around with people to learn some of the things they're doing mm-hmm. so I invest in this company called have you heard of Kraken yeah Kraken, yeah I invested in that yeah. like many years ago right but 
when 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 you're looking at again where's the intrinsic value in that is it in the crypto or is it in the actual thing itself mm -hmm. when everyone's digging for gold what do you do sell the spades exactly mm -hmm. true right yeah. so everyone's trading crypto this app okay it's gonna go up down it's very volatile but if i'm investing in a platform that every time someone makes a trade doesn't matter if they're making or losing they still have to pay a fee mm -hmm. so that company still makes money now of course mm -hmm. that you know there's a lot of interesting companies that have gone up and down that may not be the case a year from now but what i'm saying is that you've got to take a punt mm -hmm. right you've got so my investment strategy is the yeah. 30 30 30 10 strategy 30 yeah. to your own business 30% into other people's businesses, 30% into assets, 10% moonshot. That's how it should be yeah. categorized. <laughs> when you're investing in companies, other businesses, yeah. who, what do you look for? I look for, has it got double digit growth? Is it making ARR? So for example, mm -hmm. there's a company I invested in, which is very big on AI. Mm -hmm. Like literally anything, even before AI got big, mm -hmm. they're doing about 830 million ARR. So they'll be a unicorn once they IPO, right? Mm -hmm. So when you look at this, like, who else can use this tech? Okay. How else will this tech change the company? Mm -hmm. Does it have mass distribution? Is it going to, does it have mass adoption? And is it disruptive? Mm -hmm. Right? So when you, when you put all these things, there's always clues, good. right? Like for example, real estate, how do you know if, a, how do you know if an area is good to invest in? You don't know, right? Yeah. Unless you, you know the urban planning and, and, and. I got a little tip. All you need to do is put an ad in the paper. Say, I've got this property for rent. See how many phone calls you get. Yeah. You don't get any phone calls, no one's renting. Cool. You get a lot of phone calls, guess what? You're going to buy in that area. But a lot of companies in the pre-seed, it's like a gambling. You never know which one. So even you diversify in this. Mm. Yeah. So let me give you the secret. Yeah, yeah. So let's say a founder comes to me and say, John, I've got this pre-seed round for this, right? I don't even look at that company. I look at the previous companies they've been IPOing, uh, companies mm -hmm. that they've scaled. So a couple of criteria is one, has this person done a fundraise before? Right? If they haven't, I'm not investing. Uh -huh. Because every, a lot of tech companies, they get into burn. And what happens True. is they need more cash. True. So if you're not good at raising money, probably not a good no. idea. Right? Second is you as, you as the founder, how many of these companies have you taken to the next level? Have you And third is, have you exited from a company before? Right? So if you've exited from a company, great, because you understand the process. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's one more thing as well, your team. Who's part of the team? Right? Those people on the team, like what background do they have are they from stanford are they harvard like like what what qualifications do they have mm -hmm. and as a team collectively do i and so there's only one question you have to ask do i as the investor going into this investment believe that this team can execute ah uh, okay mm -hmm. if the answer is yes and all those things it's a short bet and it's a gamble at the end right of oh, course it is it of is. course and now uh, by the way just a caveat yeah. don't invest in things you can't afford to lose yeah. right just anyone listening to this right <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> everyone's like hey i'm gonna buy all this because no no no, no don't do that yeah. get educated first True. right you must get educated first john what will be your focus for next year so next year it's focusing on how do i educate a lot of people to because when they say when the when the tides rise, all the ships rise at the same time. True. So a billionaire friend of mine said to me, he said, John, like, instead of spending 15 years of one company, why don't you spend 15 years with 100 companies? Mm -hmm. And instead of running the companies and using more of your time, what's smarter but harder is to advise all the companies to take a piece of equity, right? Uh -huh. so, so that actually sets up a base and foundation for seed round, series A, series B, IPO, mm -hmm. right? So that's actually what, what our focus is next year. I love that. Yeah. Next year, or like, because next year is already here, <laughs> you're going to be here in Dubai a lot. As yes. I correct? Yeah. Yes. So let's say there are people in Dubai that want to get in touch with John. Yeah. What they can do. Because, of course, you're hard to catch. Mm. That's not because of an ego thing. It's because you're extremely busy. So how they can approach John? Um, they can for, go. For the courses, for the... Do you do consultation and advisory and all these things? Yeah, you yeah, we yeah. do. Ad we do advisory for equity. Yeah, we do a lot of that actually. So do yeah. you go to your website and they can reach out? They, they normally speak to the boss over there. <laughs> <laughs> you will give me the details. I have to put it in the description. Yeah, I mean the simple URL is uh, contact mm -hmm. at johnlee.com. So that's that will go yeah. to the team and they kind of fill out all the details. Mm -hmm. But if they let them know that they've listened to this podcast, and then then we know um, sort of where they've come from yeah. as well. Super. I want to ask you a question. Do you think that anybody can be an entrepreneur? Because, you know, you know it is, now I see it is more of a trend <sighs> rather than it's... You know, I, I've spoken to a lot of people about this. Mm. Deep down inside, I believe anyone can. Because mm. they have to be trained. Sure. Like, if you think about it, when you come out of your 
you know, when you're born into this world, you, you've got fresh eyes, right? Yeah. And it's the, it's the belief systems that we pick up along the way that give us those True. insights. And I'll tell you a quick, quick thing. You know, people say they have intuition, mm-hmm. right? Do you, know what intu- do you know what intuition is? It's experience and beliefs or? Machine learning. How do, like when you go into a deal, right? Yeah. How do you know if it's a good deal or not? Because of your experience, your time. True. Isn't that the same as machine learning? Exactly. There you go. We are AI. AI. True. <laughs> you True. see? The gut feelings, the intuition. They all That's just true. machine learning. Mm. <laughs> it's a hard one to get your head around. It's killing my brain. <laughs> true. Yeah. Correct. But what then the skills will be the things that you tell people who wants to be entrepreneur really that they should focus on? You know, there's only one that you got to get really good at. Selling. Selling. Yeah. And marketing, I believe, right? So, well, yes. Mm-hmm. I think marketing is important. Yeah. So then which comes first, marketing or sales? Yeah, it's there. Right? Yeah, true. Isn't selling a form of marketing? True. Because when you're marketing, what you say is what you should say in your marketing. 100%. Right? So that's why when you look a lot of people, a lot of the billionaire friends that I know, they all started in sales. In sales. Right? 100%. Because, and, and I'm not talking about sales as in like selling a cup or selling, you know, water. Mm-hmm. That's why you've got to sell your vision. Mm-hmm. You've got to sell your team. You've got to sell your opinion. Right? You've got to sell what you stand for. You've got to mm-hmm. sell the concept of your clients, what it is that they're going to be getting from you. All this journey, and I've been following you for years, even if, when I was <laughs> not even in Dubai. What, what, what you will say is your biggest kind of business mistake you did, and you want to share it with us. The biggest one. Biggest mistake is focus. Focusing too much on one company, when I should have focused on many companies. This is interesting. Can you tell me more? Because, for example, from my perspective, it's better yeah. to focus on one thing to get it big, and then you can pivot. People know? get mixed up. Uh-huh. There's a difference between focus and intention and outcome, mm-hmm. right? So what is the difference? So you and that, like, for example, let's say your focus is to make more money. Mm-hmm. Well, by being on a podcast, can you make more money? Mm-hmm. I don't have to be on a phone making phone calls. True. You see what I mean? Yeah. By flying hot, like, so I just flew to Singapore for 12 hours mm-hmm. and flew back. That meeting is going to be worth over 100 million for me. Right? Why? Because the network of people that were there, the amount of assets you can acquire, and also my partners who have all raised millions of dollars, that's worth a 12-hour trip. So that's focus, tension, or outcome. Mm-hmm. It's not just focus. Like focus means, like people get it wrong. Okay, I, mean st- okay, I want to build a YouTube channel. Okay, focus on creating content. Yeah. That's focus. Mm-hmm. What is the outcome? The outcome is I'll just speak to you. You have millions of followers. Mm-hmm. This is going to go to millions of people. It's the same outcome. I've never thought about it from this angle. True. It took me a while to figure that out, by the way. Because, you know, like a lot of people tell me like, or we hear about it or read about it, like you say, don't say yes a lot, say no more. Right. No is the power. But right. it's, you think it's better to diversify even. You ha- well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, it's a very hot topic now. It's extremely. When I see a lot of people messaging me, say if it's better to stick to one thing or not. And you put a lovely angle to it. Let me give you my take. Yeah. You've got to be strategically random. What is strategically random? I do a lot of random stuff. Like, I can see my MD like, <laughs> laughing now, right? She, like, we, we talked about this. She's like, she's, she's, like, she's so good at getting ding, 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 ding. By scaling companies, building teams, it's incredible. Yeah. Sometimes you need to have that strategically random. That's why we do really well together. Mm-hmm. Right? She's yeah. very strategic and very random. Yeah. But you know what happens? It's very beautiful. True. Because strategically random means that you place everything on a map. Actually, on my YouTube channel, on mm-hmm. my Instagram, I don't know if you saw that video mm-hmm. where you had this, you know, all these little balls, they're all in different ah, colors yeah, yeah. and then it falls down true, and it true, all true. go in order. Yeah. That's strategically random. Ah, okay. That's how you need to operate business. Why? You need an element of flexibility and spontaneity for magic to happen. Sure. So when, when Dan and I, we, we set, you know, these trips yeah. will always extend two or three days either side. And she for calls the these random. magical days. Ah. These magic mm. days that happen. Mm-hmm. And they always happen. Every, like, for example, we like, there's a massive event happening. And it's like, John, you're like, you've just been invited to speak at this event for the thousands of people. Like, gee, we ra- we're flying out on that same day. Right? So yeah. had we extended even longer, True. we could have made it. Strategically random. random. I love this term. Actually, I should have been there by you, but <laughs> <laughs> she knows it. She knows it doesn't say that. <laughs> I love this term. Let's say, for example, like I would say there is a business that is yeah. running right now. Yeah. And 
I have a business and I'm going to come to you and say, John, I want to scale this business. What are the criteria or what are the things that you will tell me to be able to scale? Okay, three things. Yeah. One, double, double your output. Double my output. Double your output. The more leads you got, the more money you make. Okay. Mm-hmm. Second is you got to find the right partners. We just, I mean, Lana is incredible at this. She's like so good at finding the right partners to work with. Mm-hmm. And she, and she just makes it win-win. Mm-hmm. And that, that relationship, it takes one relationship, one deal, and you make millions of dollars sure. doing that. So you've got to find the right partners. Third thing, if you want to scale your business, you've got to be able to have the right team. Mm-hmm. Right? So like if you, and people are not willing to grow the team because they want to stay solopreneurs. True. true right? Correct. I'll do everything myself. Yeah. Right? But there's mm-hmm. only so much of you. So let's say, for example, you're really good at selling stuff. Mm-hmm. You jump on the phone, you can close big deals. But if I have a thousand of you, or let's say even I even have 20 of you, mm-hmm. those 20 people outperform you. True. Correct. So you have to learn to let go, to mm-hmm. grow. Delegation. Yeah. Which is very hard for entrepreneurs, I believe. Of course, it's yeah. hard for me. Like, it's like letting go of things. And, yeah. you know, look, I can see a smile. Look at her. I <laughs> <laughs> just like, but you got to trust the process. True. And she's done incredibly well. True. Incredible. You're a big fan of personal development. Yes. You go to a lot of conferences. You speak. You learn. No, 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 no. I still sign up for courses. Uh, yeah. Mm. Tell me what's, what do you do to always be on the edge in, you, in the area that you're in at that moment. Because before we start, I told you, John, you passed a lot of things. Yeah. So what do you do for, or an advice for people who want to really develop themselves? You know, there's, um, I don't know if you've experienced this before. Like yeah. you used to do things in the past that really worked mm-hmm. and then you stopped doing them. Correct. Uh-huh. And like, yeah. why did you stop doing them? Because you saw some of the shiny thing, yeah. right? So the reason why I still attend courses, I still invest in myself, I still pay to go on programs. It's because I get to learn from other people. That's why when I never quite understood your network is your net worth. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that really mean? It sounds so fluffy, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Your network is your net worth. Sure. What it really means is you hang around people who are rich, you'll be rich. And you hang around people who are broke, you'll be broke. You hang around people who are, who are front thinking that they can think five or 10 years into the future. You start to think like them. True. A part of them rubs off onto you. So actually one of the big main reasons why I enroll into these courses is sometimes I'm not even listening to the content. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the people in the room and actually, a lot of the deals are made in the breaks. Mm-hmm. A lot of the meals are made. Oh, by the way, we enter this course together. Let's go and grab a coffee afterwards. That's where the deals are made. True, true. I, f- I feel something and I saw something also with- within the personal development journey. Mm. And they say like, being successful is lonely. I don't buy the rule, mm. but there is a part of being lonely which exists. Am I correct? Which is you're leaving your current I would say circle. Mm. You're being a little bit developed in them. Yeah. So they look at you, what the hell are you doing? And you look at them, I'm, I want to be a little bit developed, correct? But you're still not in the upper circle that they look at you, you're not de- So you're in the between. That's the lonely part. I'm telling you what, it's not loneliness, yeah. it's misunderstood. Mm. Cor- oh, correct. People misunderstand us. Mm-hmm. Like we talk to our, our, our friends, they, we tell them an idea, they think we're crazy. Mm-hmm. but you speak to your life. I actually, if I tell you mm-hmm. an idea, I want to do this thing. I want to build this. You're like, oh, that's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. You should connect with this person, this person, this person, yeah. you should do this. And this is my experience. So that's why when you talk about masterminds, mm-hmm. retreats, you should always sign up for those retreats and masterminds mm-hmm. because why the pricing is a qualifier. Someone who's willing yeah. to pay a hundred grand to get into a, a mastermind, True. right? That qualifies like, the person to get true. in. It's like when you fly first class business class. I was literally come back from Malaysia. The guy sitting next to me was the CEO of the airline. So we connected. Mm, hey, done. guess what? I'm an investor in an airline now. <laughs> correct. I love this. The price is the qualifier. Oh, correct. Price is the qualifier. Because mm. if everything's for free, people don't value it. Mm-hmm, true. Right? So you either buy your way in or earn your way in. Mm-hmm. One of those two. So when, when people give a service for free, you're not uh, supporting this kind of thing. It depends. If it's, when if people it's, pay, they get. Well, people, well, when people pay, they pay attention. True. Right? Mm-hmm. So, and it's absolutely true. Like all of the courses I paid for, I consume. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of the courses that you do for free, uh, uh, you put it on the back burner. Right? So you have to put some skin in the game, whether it's time investment, whether it's some kind of uh, value investment, or some kind of exchange. Mm-hmm. So I do a lot of exchanges now. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people that mentor me, we do exchanges for maybe a, you know, like a social media post yeah, or an true. email blast mm-hmm. or, hey, I'll do a keynote to there entire organization sure. so there is some kind of exchange that costs mm-hmm. i love that do you believe in habits and routines like john <laughs> you, you know because strategic random <laughs> no no 
No, I used to think that. Yeah. I used to think having a routine. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? You got to be in the present. Sometimes, like, let's say you have a routine, you can't always go to the. I mean, like, there's days that you know, I'm, I'm maybe you should, no, no, there's mm. days that you just don't and you can't for whatever reason. Mm. You're on a flight somewhere, you land, it's four a.m. in the morning. Mm. Okay, you do whatever it takes. You go to the gym. So, this is why you got to be strategically random. Mm -hmm. Strategically random means okay, I need to work out, but it doesn't have to be on that day, uh -huh. right? Let's do it here instead. Because right? it pisses the shit out of me if I have a routine and I I skip. For example, I'm going to gym tomorrow. Yeah, it's my routine, and I don't go. Oh right. shit! It... Now you have anxiety. Exactly. Now you're like now it messes up your whole day. Mm -hmm. But if you go, you know what? I can be at my. my but you got to find things to integrate it. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I have one of those walk pads now. Uh -huh. So if I can't go for a run, I love going for a run. I love going for walks in the mornings. But let's say it's really cold. It's raining. It's snowing. It's icy. It's dangerous to go. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Take my walk pad out. I start walking on it, and I get my walks and I get my steps in that way. Uh -huh. but, uh, so it's a kind of you integrate. You have to because it's strategic, but it's random, mm -hmm. right? I'll for make it now, but I will. For example, like you want to get big muscles, put some dumbbells. Next you know, you, you're doing a podcast. Let's, you know, let's, let's do some short, <laughs> let's do some army presses. Disruptive. Right? Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. Just get it in. Yeah. But it's strategic because that's what I'm going to do, but it's random. I don't know I'm going to do it. Uh, I love that. Disruptive. What's, if you want to, if I want to ask you what contributed to your success, kind of, what do you think it is? Education, self-education. You know, um, Zig Ziglar is famous for this quote, mm -hmm. a formal education makes you a living, mm -hmm. self-education makes you a fortune. So you must, all, like, do you know what people do? Say if they, they, they go to school, go to university, yeah. at 21, they stop learning. But isn't life about learning? Mm -hmm. Life is about growth. If you're not growing, you're automatically dying. True. So we have to always, and you know the best place, my good friend Jim Quick talks about yeah. this. He says, you need to read books. The wisdom is in the books. Super fast. Right? Like, Jim, he can style. read like 50, yeah. he reads like you know, a book a day. You know, but that's true. I mean, I'm dyslexic, so I don't read, but I listen. listen. That's why I go for walks. Mm. I go for a walk and listen to listen my audio. podcasts, yeah. I listen to shows, I listen to audio audio books as well, mm. right? So you must feed this. When you feed this, everything else grows. When you stop feeding it, it dies. With all your busy schedule, do you really still put education as a yes. priority? Yeah. Yes, yeah. 100%. And you see all my books, like, actually, that's one of the reasons why I enjoy flights. Because yeah. I get to listen to podcasts. True. I get to listen to the shows. I get to watch documentaries. Mm -hmm. Right? Have you, so the new documentary went up, Robbie Williams documentary, incredible. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Like, so inspiring to oh, see. Really, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, see, because he was part of a boy band, then True. he split up, then they got together True. again. Then things were going through his life. And, you know, like, you, you, when I watch these, actually, people, if people want to tip, the books you want to read are biographies, mm -hmm. right? Because you get to get into the minds of these of these great, crazy True. thinking people. And how they made it. True. How they made it. Yeah. The, the amount of grit, the amount of determination, what they're willing to do, what they're not willing to do, mm -hmm. right? The stuff they had to go through to get to where they are. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, we, we look at, listen to, I'm reading some of this on Jesus. That's <laughs> like, okay, maybe I need to up it up a notch. True, true. Yeah? I love biographies. If I ask you what will be your aspirations and goals for the future, professionally and personally what do you i want it so people don't have to always work for money mm -hmm. right they are trading time for money right yeah. and that's okay you love your job that's great but i think what people then and you start to see this with gen z's now mm -hmm. choice sure. choice is okay i'm gonna make that money but i don't i don't want that job mm -hmm. because now i'm not doing what i'm truly passionate about so when we look at when people are trained and do something they are good at it but then what are they naturally gifted at and when you take these two circles and you overlap them the part that's overlapping is purpose. Uh -huh. So actually, how do you find the purpose? Yeah. You ask people what they want, they go, uh, 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 I don't know, mm -hmm. right? And majority of the things, they look after the trend, not exactly but that's what they not, That's not our fault True. though. It's the, it's the way education system, mm -hmm. right? It's like, it changes us. It puts, have you ever seen that? That's another thing I posted yeah. on my Instagram. <laughs> so they take some fleas mm -hmm. and they basically put them in a box and they turn the box upside down. The fleas jump up and down like this, yeah. right? And they, they leave it for about a week. Then you take away the box and the fleas jump to that height. No way. They've been set. So that's how I look at the world. It's mm -hmm. like, Jesus, everyone has been put in this box to hit a ceiling. That is, that, that's what it yeah. is. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, look, when, when you and I went to school, right? We thought a hundred grand was like oh, shit. winning the lottery. <laughs> yes? Oh, shit, yeah. You had to get a six-figure yeah, job, yeah. right? True. Now you make that in a couple of hours, True. you know? So- Ceiling. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's my, 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 my hope, my vision mm -hmm. is we talk about finding your freedom, right? So mm -hmm. what freedom? Financial freedom, earn enough to not have to work, choice. Yeah. Two, 
work from anywhere in the world. And three, be able to work on your own terms. Mm. And that's, we kind of saw a little bit of that with um, the pandemic. Sure. Right? It mm -hmm. kind of gave people a little bit of that. That's yeah. why you had the great resignation. Mm -hmm. So it's really to give people the education that it takes to achieve and to find their freedom. Mm. I love that. And that's the goals and aspiration personally and profession because it's all integrated. It's all integrated. When you have more time, you can look, look after your health. You have more time, you can spend time with your family, bring people up, leave the next generation. You have a skill or a talent that nobody knows. Just the I'm really good at playing games. Boo. Like computer games. <laughs> I, I'm, like, yeah. I'm, I'm really good at Street Fighter. No way. No I'm way. really, really good at a Street question. Fighter. Is Street Fighter still exists? Yeah. No way. Oh, yeah. And Mortal Kombat and all uh, that. Yeah, yeah. I can do all the combos. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I'm really good at Street Fighter. <laughs> Street Fighter 2 Turbo, to be specific. <laughs> I love that. Now I have a section, the Alpha Talks. It's quick fire insights. So Go I'll ask it. you quick things and shoot your heart. Mm. So, okay, a person who influenced you the most in your life? God, such a hard question. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of people. I mean, my obviously, the biggest influence is with my parents. True. True. Your favorite book? Old School Rich Dad Poor Dad, because oh, that's the book that changed my life. Mm. I just finished it all with um, the, the author, actually. So, oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The favorite city to live in? Singapore. Oh, why? I don't know. I love, the food's good there. Yeah, <laughs> the food's the really actually. good. I love Singapore. Favorite movie? Or John? Movie John? Sci-fi superhero. Ah, yeah. Got it. yeah. The life, your life biggest regret? Not starting earlier. Mm -hmm. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Both. <laughs> Tea or coffee? Definitely coffee. Ooh. Beach or mountains? Mountains. Tea. Although I like beach as well. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I will tell yeah. you. I'll ask you after. Dogs or cats? Cats. Favorite travel destination? Bali. Sunrise or sunset? Both. Mm -hmm. Superpower of your choice? Invisibility or flying? Mind reading. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I need to add it. No, no, no. Actually, no, no. no the best. Have you ever seen a show called Heroes? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Do, so people say that I look like Hiro Nakamura yeah, yeah, to stop true, time. True, true. Like, <laughs> That's actually, I would love so to be able bad. to control time. Mm. Yeah. A car or a bike? Car. Mm. Favorite cuisine? Chinese. Ooh. Favorite color? Yellow. Uh, okay. <laughs> I got a lot. I got so many. <laughs> a car brand. Favorite car brand? De definitely Lamborghini. I love it. Yeah. And a favorite watch brand? You know what? Mm. I'm going to go old school yeah. Rolex. Rolex. Yeah. For wins always. Yeah. <laughs> Since now we're in the Alpha Talks podcast, yeah. how do you define an alpha? Alpha is being the best person, best person that you can be, not against anyone else. Mm. You mm. are competing against yourself. You need to be a little bit better. You need to be one or two percent better than you were yesterday. Mm. Mm. That's an alpha. That. What is the last message? Anyone listen? I make it disruptive. <laughs> Look, don't always try and plan your life because it's not always going to go the way you want to get it. Right? Things are going to come in the way. People will come in the way. You'll be betrayed. There'll be climate things that happen there'll be disruptors that happen and you get disrupted in the market never try and be too fixed on your current point mm -hmm. you always have to be flexible you need to change things as it moves yeah. like if you're on a board and it's moving and it's going that way you can step on this side to balance it out sure. so you need to have that equilibrium mm -hmm. right so balance yourself and you know i'm, I'm still learning this mm -hmm. by the way yeah. still practicing mm -hmm. it but people sometimes they think they want something but actually the thing they want is over here uh -huh, true. so they need to trust that process and go with it and when things get in the way change it and adapt fast sometimes it's hard because sometimes you think that the plan is how it gets you to your goal but mm. sometimes the pivoting and adaptability is much better than you know you know most people straight. i see you've set their plans like all their goals it's like halfway through like let's say this is the goal it goes like that yeah yeah completely correct right? yeah. and then it actually goes that way because again you can't Really, what people need to do is need to fail fast because mm -hmm. failure gives you what not to do next. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, you see something. Okay, I see it. Okay, but I've got the feedback now. Actually, the way I did it, it's not supposed to wait. It's not supposed to do that, mm -hmm. but it does, mm -hmm. right? So there's another really cool book called Predictably Irrational. Oh, yeah. Incredible mm, yeah. book. Talks about why does that happen? It's not supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. Another concept to talk about, quantum paradox. Quantum paradox is not supposed to work, but it does. Mm -hmm. what, gives, what keeps you up and running? What gives this drive and energy? Just possibility. Like what's possible? Wake up every day and do something different. Mm -hmm. Change something. 
that's why a lot of my team call me a workaholic. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm not a workaholic. I am a practicing entrepreneur. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's real meaning. Yeah, 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 meaning. right. <laughs> yeah. We have um, a kind of a ritual okay. in the Alpha Talks podcast. It's called the Alpha Talks Memoir. Okay. The Alpha Talks Memoir is simply that I ask the Alpha guest to do three things. One is to write about his experience in the Alpha Talks. The second is ask a question for the next Alpha okay. guest to make the communication between the Alphas. And the third, a recommendation who can be an, a guest that will really inspire and give value to the audience. Okay. So before moving to this, I need to ask you the question from the previous Alpha guest. Okay. Maybe it's a little bit towards uh, Dubai, but how has Dubai helped you achieve success in your entrepreneurial journey? Since you come to Dubai a lot. If you see it's irrelevant, we can... No, no, it's it. definitely not relevant. Yeah. In lots of ways. I mean, I... You know, when before I came to Dubai, I had some preconceptions about Dubai. Yeah. It's not safe. You shouldn't go there. Mm. And, and all my friends tell me, but then when you come here, it's very different. True. Like, it's the opposite mm-hmm. of what people say. It's safe. You know, consuming safe. You can go anywhere. You, you, this is, and what I realized being here is that... And I said to you at the start, of this is this, this energy. True. So when actually... I come to Dubai to get inspired. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how has it changed my life? If I hadn't have come here, I wouldn't have seen, like you, 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 you look at a place that's only been around 50 years, but you look at what it's achieved in 50 years. I right? look at where, look at the real wow. estate market now. Yeah. It's, oh it's like five, 10 years ago when it came, like it's completely different, <clears throat> right? It's like this, yeah. right? And so when I look at places that can evolve fast and quick, mm-hmm. you look at forward thinking, you look at how leadership is working here in Dubai. I just think, you have some of the most forward thinkers here where you embrace possibility. True. And that's how it's changed my business mm-hmm. and changed my life. Mm-hmm. Is that when I come here, I feel things are possible. So we look forward to see John here more frequent. <laughs> we all hope so. Uh, John, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure having you today. I told you you've been a mentor to me and a person that inspired me on a daily basis. So thank you very much. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for having the show and thank you for the incredible work that you do for entrepreneurs and giving back as well. I appreciate it. Thank you. That wraps another inspiring episode of today's show. I hope that this episode has ignited your inner alpha and left you feeling inspired, motivated, and ready to conquer any challenge that comes your way. Remember, alphas aren't born, they're made. It isn't about dominating others. It's about embracing your authenticity, leading with integrity, and making a positive impact on the world. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the Alpha Talks on your favorite podcast platform. Leave us a review and share the podcast with your fellow alphas. Also connect with us on social media at Safer Hakim. Share your thoughts, insight, and stories of personal and business growth with us. Let's create a movement of alphas supporting one another. The world needs more alphas like you, exactly. Until next time, stay bold, stay driven, and stay alpha.